This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Guys, welcome to the Digital Conversations podcast. As always, it's your host Kyle Trainall, and this episode is cool. Um, that's really how I explain uh, Rawdon whenever I I talk about him. He's such a just a lovely guy to spend time with. Um, you know, whenever I, I talk to him, I feel like I, I come away um, just with some wisdom. You know, he's a guy that brings a lot of experience in the industry and. Uh, you know, I can truly say that uh, he is someone that I, I hold in a high regard just from the way he carries himself and, you know, how honest he is and how straight to the point he is. But he's always willing to give you his time and he's always really respectful and uh, and so generous. Um, you know, he's just a really, really lovable guy and I think that's why it's such a pleasure to have someone like himself on the podcast um, and, and quite an honour as well. I think, you know, for me, um, being in the industry for about seven years now, I remember when I embarked on a, on my journey to, um, you know, just really upskilling myself, getting better and, um, you know, really taking my skills and my craft to the next level, which is something that we talk about in this, uh, you know, uh, episode is uh, I really drew on his podcast, um, which is Under the Bar podcast, which um, he runs with Tommy Hewitt. They had a lot of great guests on. They put a lot of awesome knowledge, which is pretty cool when you think about it because, we're in the age of podcasting now and these guys have been doing it for so long and they've been getting the best guests on for so long. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot off Rawdon and the way he coaches and the way he delivers his coaching as well is something that I've drawn a lot from. And, you know, I, I look at it, I look at Rawdon and what he's done in his career today and I just think that it's, you know, it's really good to and, and to chat with him about it because he really does bring a lot of experience and wisdom to the table. Um, you know, he, he presents in the PT Mastery Program and, you know, he, pre- he presents on uh, hypertrophic programming. But, you know, in, in my opinion, he is the best at that field, at, at really programming for hypertrophy and really, you know, taking someone's physique from, uh, you know, mediocre to next level. Some of the guys and... And girls that you know he puts on stage, uh, you know he's he's got the nickname the Pro Maker, and that's not for for no reason. He really does get some absolutely amazing physiques on stage, and you know I I often talk about Rawdon when I talk to the guys in the mastery program as well as a as a almost a marketing masterclass from someone who doesn't try to do that at all, um, and and really that is because he's he's really um, perfected. Um, his positioning in his niche which is you know physique um, competition preparation coaching and he is someone that you know has purely gone after something that he loves and something that he's fallen in love with and and I think that's what I respect the most about the guy is you know he does what he loves and he does it to the best of his ability you know he leaves no stone unturned every single week he's on mentoring calls with guys like Broderick Chavez you know Menno um, and, and just so many experts and he's always learning and um, you know one of my favorite quotes that I try to live by every day is just 
you know, it really simplifies things for me from a career standpoint is just do what you love to do and do it to the best of your ability. And, you know, when I think about Rawdon, he really is the epitome of that. And um, as I said, there's nothing um, prouder than for me to have him on the podcast because I, I just really do love the guy. He's he's awesome and I do love being in, in his presence. Whenever he comes down and presents, it's always fun. It's always, you know, we're always learning. Um but, you know, as I said, there's a lot can, that can be learned from Rawdon, not only from his knowledge and the way he carries himself, not only from what he presents on, not only from his coaching and his methods and his, you know, the in the level of depth that he goes to, but, you know, also the, the uh, you know, he, the way he has set up his business and the way he markets himself without it being too pushy, but he lets his results do the marketing for him and communicating his service for him and, you know, um, it's just you know i think there's a lot to be learned from those who are coming in the industry right now is you know get really good at your craft like just like rawdon did and you know now he's he he has picked his niche he's gotten really good at it he's created an education pathway for himself which we go through uh in this podcast and he has really set himself as one of australia's you know top physique coaches um at the moment and you know, um, he deserves every single second, every bit of accolades that he gets, and you know, he deserves success for the rest of his life because he's just a great all-round dude as well. So really excited to bring this episode to you. Um, we kind of just riff for a bit. It's really good. We kind of take him insight into his career, and then we talk about many, many different topics. Um, but I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, as always, you know, just before we go forward, actually, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's shown support to the podcast, um, you know, it really means a lot to me. And the the fact that we are getting so much support and we are getting, you know, the guys sharing the, the episodes and, and, you know, just the messages that we get through and whether you're liking the, the you know, even just a little bits of um, constructive criticism, you know, this is in its, in its infancy and I really want this to be the best possible um, product for you guys, you know, the best conversations about what you guys actually want to hear. So, you know, show your support, really loving that and, and I'm really appreciative of it. If you do enjoy the podcast, give it a share, give it a like, chuck your comments on the episodes, let us know what you want to hear. Um, but without further ado, I am presenting you with Rawdon Dubois. I, I think as well, like, I mean, we know that stuff's important, right? Like that's the foundation, that's the base, but there's a lot of people that know that stuff that still don't progress and there's a lot of people that... Um, like I think that there has to be more than that. Like if you really want to start to progress your career and and grow, it's not so much of just about that. Like there has to be these principles that, or I mean values that underlie you as a person and that's Absolutely. what's going to allow you to carry you forward. Like I think you've got to have that as a base. You've got to have the understanding of the, the science and, and what gets the results. And, and, and it's almost like uh, the way I put it is that's the passion like that's that's why we do what we do you know that's yeah. that's what we love but it's it's the other stuff that we find hard right like the you know we were talking about it before the the, the business side of it like mm. um you know i i think that's the hard part and i think that's the part that a lot of people neglect in a way and mm. um i think more now than ever there has to be a bit of both like but i think the science comes first i think that's why we get into the industry and mm. i mean that's the that's really what i was going to talk to you about first up is you know 
was there a point where what were you like when you first came into the industry did you straight away have that passion for the science and, and really dive deep or is that something that uh, you know maybe a few years in that you started to um really indulge um once you kind of you fell in love with it was there a mm. point that it, it thing or was it from the very start uh to be honest um i had done uh I'd done a physique show, so I've been training for a long time, as as you probably know. (laughs) I'm older than you. I won't say old, but older (laughs) than you. Um, And I and I and someone uh, I don't I I think I did one I'd done one show prior to that IMBA in 2007, and I won novice class, and that that took a, a monumental effort to do that. And it was a young guy who had just competed. Uh, Tom Finch, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but he, he's floating around. I think he's doing some strongman stuff. And he sort of said, hey, man, you should compete. I, I competed recently. It was really good. And um, and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, man, like, uh, phew, that's, 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 it's not me. But then uh, he goes, no, you should. You got some good, you know, decent muscle mass. Anyway, long story short, competed. He guided me. And then uh, and that was great. I, I, I Even though it was a, a huge process for me and uh, very... Uh, emotional and physical journey I did it uh, had some success and then I didn't even stay for the overall I just ran out there and went ate burgers and stuff it was mm-hmm. just I had to get out of there it was, uh, it was all like, one, one division that was it oh, one great cool I'm, I'm done anyway backed it up um, uh, 2008 I didn't compete tried to compete but um, it wasn't going to be better probably than it was the first time and that same guy sort of loosely mentored me and uh, anyway, did 2009, had some success there, one intermediate and overall, and that was great. Uh, and then basically Steve Bordeaux up at Hornsby, the conditioning specialist, which some of your listeners might know, really good coach up there. He he sort of hit me up and said, you should be a PT. Like you should, you know, you thought about joining the, coming to work in the club. And I was, that was up at Hornsby Fitness first. And um, basically, yeah, did Cert 3-4. On his uh, on his recommendation, pretty much looked into it and um, and then started on the gym floor. And because I'd done a show, there were quite a few people that had seen me, yeah, sort of training and whatnot. It's like, oh, he's a PT now. So I think that got me a bit of traction. But I guess the the science and um, all that type of stuff didn't happen straight away. It was more about uh, even my programming wasn't amazing. It was very, very, very basic stuff. I had quite a few uh, mums that I would, you know, hit the pads with, and some guys that do like a bit of boxing to warm up, and there were, you know, all sorts of uh, your typical, uh, you know, thirty-minute, hour-minute PT sessions, just ad hoc, whatever was free. Okay, we did, you know, upper body start of the week, it's lower body this week. Okay, we got leg extensions. Let's go. And uh, very much more of a, a personal service, I guess, a PT, mm. personal training session. And then um, and then got exposed to actually a bit of the science behind it, uh, you know, the how and the why and the method to the madness. And I met Dave McDonald uh, from Clean Health, I'm sure a lot of your listeners would know, Clean Health Fitness Institute. And um, did a few, I did uh, some short courses with him uh, and he then hit him up and he prepped me for my last show that I did and uh, and then that getting exposed to the I guess Dane was recognized as a, as a polycon coach and one of the go-to guys for um, if you want to learn about all that type of stuff and I was fascinated by that because it was uh, you know what are these things tempos it was just a rep we can slow it down this is crazy why what does that do time and attention wow time and attention relative strength functional hypertrophy 
and all these different uh, you know time frames of a, of a set sort of means different things and I was then I sort of fell in love with it all and then yeah, you know, I, I did quite a few courses, and um, but I guess that's how it all started. I, I did uh, got exposed to, uh, heard about this 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 Polokon guy, then sourced a a local uh, accredited Polokon coach, and that was Dane, and and uh, you know then obviously I went into to uh, work at Clean Health with Dane and and helped him create the you know the empire that uh, that it is today, I guess. Um, but that was uh, I, I suppose. To answer your question, not initially. It was just hit the ground running with some momentum from doing a show, a uh, career change, and then um, and then started asking questions and wanted to know a little bit more. And that's where I sort of uh, that that started this uh, further education, as I still do, as you know now. Yeah, I'm always yeah. mentoring weekly with you know the Mano Hensemans uh, and Broderick Chavez, the two mentors I, I spend most of the time with these these days every week. So always always learning. Yeah, for sure. And I think like we all start at that place, right? We all come into the industry for, for two main reasons. We either love training um, and we don't really see ourselves in a nine to five office job yeah. pushing pens, right? So I think, you know, we all come into the industry because um, we love being in the gym and then mm. you know, we get exposed to someone or, or something and, and mm. then that stimulates us to want to know more. And I think, I mean, what I wanted to, to kind of ask you as well was, was it the progression in your career that stimulated you to want to learn more? Or was it just the was it your own training, or was it something that you just fell in love with um, from the, the the second you you started learning it all? Or is it you know how did it? Uh, what was the the main reason for you to con- continually educate yourself? Uh, well, I guess it was um, uh, probably initially exposed to that type of thinking about the, I guess the the method to the madness and, mm. and rationalizing various things in programming and and once I sort of um, was exposed to that it in, intrigued and interested me and it was like wow this is uh, this is really fascinating this is interesting and then that and then also immersed in in uh, I think clean health where that was the the culture it was it was we'd have you know uh, team education once a week and and you know, Dane sort of encouraged you know us to continually upskill and do courses, and it was part of the what was required for us to progress as coaches within the company as well. So, I guess it was immersed in that culture and that mentality to always um, upskill and uh, further educate yourself. So, um, it was part in part the environment, but but in part I guess wanting to to know more about the the how and the why. Uh, things happen the way they do and um and then that sort of i guess is i'm wired that way as well i just like to know those the reasons for things you know within within reason you know i I guess that once upon a time i did quite a daunting task of trying to do everything you know it was like well so much we've got to know i better do a course on you know, func- you know, learn about functional medicine, and then I better learn about blood work, and then I've got to know about resistance training, and then and nutrition. I better do, you know, um, precision nutrition. Learn about food, and and uh, and then over the years, I guess that got sort of more and more uh, honed, and and the the, the goalposts sort of a little narrower, and and then for me now, it's uh, it is a lot about um, like I guess I resign myself to the fact that I have a a sound knowledge of the basic principles of, of nutrition and, and supplementation not that I'm a, a, an authority in any way shape or thought, form and now it's for me 
um, I guess coaching physique athletes, I can uh, educate myself more on things that are very specific to that. And uh, when I sort of made that choice to, to that's my chosen demographic and I'm very, very fortunate that, that I can just focus on that, um, it became a little easier, you know. It's just, well, no rehab, someone's injured, eh, I don't have to know about that. I, I just, if you're in pain, stop and I refer you out to a colleague who's going to fix you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that was... Uh, how it all evolved and and how it's ended up you know he- heavily revolving around hypertrophy and 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 resistance training programming and uh you know physique preparation and everything that sort of is involved in that world so um i think it's a good point because i think the more you learn the more you realize that you don't know and yeah. i think that allows you to create this some sort of education pathway like and I think that's in a, a hierarchy as well. Like, what do I need to know yeah. right now? And I think that becomes really, really important because, um, you know, my, myself now I'm diving deep into uh, mindset is, you know, and I never thought I would go down this path, but obviously because of the mastery program, we're dealing mm. with people. And, and I think one of the things that consistently comes up is there, there obviously now there's a lot of pressure, like, you know, compared, well, I don't know, but I'll, I'll get your opinion on this as well. But sure. I think now more than ever with social media, with um, the the outside noise that's coming in from, say, marketing gurus and these kind mm. of things, like, you know, people think that it needs to happen tomorrow, right? They're so worried about it happening tomorrow and, and mm. this kind of get-rich-quick scheme that it's, you know, they're forgetting the fact that you actually have to build um, not just you, – you can't just acquire knowledge, but you've got to acquire experience, mm. and that comes from applying the knowledge. and. Um, you know, back to the point, right, is, you know, initially it's like, well, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know, but it also allows you to start crafting your uh, your knowledge that you can start applying straight away, which is where you actually build that, that uh, experience that I'm talking about. So, mm. um, but I think, you know, in this day and age, and, and I think you're a prime example of this is that, you know, you can get extremely good at something, if you can get clarity on what it is that you're trying to get good at and that allows you to then pick apart and, and seek out what's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think that was sort of exactly what I did. It was, I did the Meta Hanselman's PT course a couple of times and that's absolutely fantastic for any of your listeners that want to do. I have heard it's it. amazing. It, it's great. Um, as is the PT mastery, of course. Um, but and then it was sort of like, well, I could do it again and just get sort of um, a great overview of everything or, or just hit Mano up on, on a couple of key points that I want to focus on each week. And that's what I, I tend to do these days. Like rather than a course, I'll, I'll just seek out the guy who wrote the course, mm. hit him up, pay accordingly and, and, and just pick their brain on, on various topics. But but I agree. I, I think um, for me, I made a decision early on to, I guess... Um, not get too caught up on on uh, self promotion and and even though I was encouraged to back at back at clean health to sort of try and be that guy on social media, it was just uh, it wasn't me. Like I don't necessarily, you know, me. I don't like to say, you know, uh, it's just well, you can either make a decision whether you think I'm a competent coach or not, but the results I get, and I, you know, made a conscious. A decision to just head down and get results you know it was like well I figure if if I get some good results then people will notice and then that will be or perpetuate the ongoing business so um, 
for me, yeah, it was just focusing on 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 getting results and not really about uh, what's the best marketing campaign for me to, to do. And, you know, maybe I could do it quicker and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, listen to do this and buy, you know, back when, you know, buying likes on uh, in, in social media was a thing. You know, avoiding all that stuff and um, not getting too caught up in all that noise like you described and and just, uh, you know, over time, you know, you do churn out sort of consistent results, I think. And there's lots of great coaches in the industry that are doing the same. And I think they are also in that boat where they their results just keep uh, the interest in what they're doing. They don't really have to tell people that they're good at what they do, you know. was question whether, pe- you know, when it's like, well, you, why are you telling me you're good? You should just be good get great results and i'll notice that you yeah. don't have to tell me that well know? i think you know and and one of the the things that and i often say this to people is how many clients do you need to have a successful business what we call successful right like mm. you know most people are caught up on earning 100k these days like that's the number everybody's you know that's what these the marketing gurus and all that and mm. i'll admit we've used it as well right because but it's it's like okay so how many clients do you actually need to do that right 20 30 40 you know like it it, that that'll give you that number but it's like that's not many like you don't need the whole world Mm. to think that you're good like you just need maybe 20 or 30 people now how many of your clients have 20 friends how many of your clients have you know uh how many clients do do they talk to in the gym yeah how many people do they talk to in the gym and it's like like unfortunately that's you know and and i feel sorry because there's going to like that's that's kind of where the industry's at right now is there's just people kind of uh feeding on or or marketing to people's insecurities right but Mm. it's 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 like okay well you know what if i just get good at my craft like Mm. and that's why the this kind of like you you're never gonna stop learning all right and and you should never want to stop like as i said before i think that represents the passion but it's Mm. like i you know I was the same uh, from a from a I reckon from about 12 months in I when I did my first course and and after that course I implemented what I learned mm. I think it was a I think it was Sebastian Orbs mm. like this would have been six or seven years ago Mad, yeah. when they first come out um, and then I went and did one of those and, and then I just went to the gym and I taught people how to deadlift and all of a sudden there was you know we, I was dealing with gen pop and yeah. and you know I think I mentioned this in the, in the last episode but it was kind of like okay well and then I started to just see okay well you know if I just actually apply what I'm learning and then you know I do more of these courses and then you know I seek out and then uh, people to coach me and, and then take what the principles and ask questions and go do courses and mm. you know all of this stuff and then um, you know I just started getting results and mm. and you'd be amazed right you go to like a fitness first or something like that these days there'd probably be only three or four guys in the gym that actually get people results mm. right like so if you're in the top three or four guys in the gym there's a fair chance you're going to get 20 or 30 clients Absolutely. Right? and that builds the foundation that really does it but then all of a sudden it's like you know I'll have a conversation with someone on the phone and they're like okay well I'm like, okay, so you know, uh, what are you earning? How you know, what's what's the sure. problems and what what are you facing? They're like, yeah, I just don't know how to to market myself properly on social media, and I'm like, I like I I never even just when I was building my business and I didn't build like I'm young like I didn't build it so long mm. ago, but before I knew what any of that stuff was, I had twenty or thirty clients, mm. like. It was purely off referrals. It was purely off getting people results and other people in the gym I was working at seeing those results. Mm. Like getting someone, 
to actually lose fat and you know Build even, muscle yeah exactly and, and just see you know even seeing someone with my program mm. right like they're walking around the gym and it's got my program there yeah. and then all of a sudden they're the ones getting results like I think there's at the moment obviously it's a little bit broken in, in the way people are thinking about it it's like mm. you know that social media stuff is your last 1% mm. like and, and I think this is where people get frustrated it's like oh I don't know how to market properly on social media it's like if you have a look at Look, maybe not all of them, but you have a look at the guys that are respectable in the industry that all have a big social media following. There's one thing they all have in common. They're fucking smart, mm. right? And they can get people results and they're mm. doing something extraordinary, right? Yeah. Like I say, you want a social media following? Like go do something extraordinary. Go get jacked. Mm. Go fucking look amazing. Be the smartest motherfucker on the internet, right? Mm. Like it's like, unfortunately, everyone's like, I don't want to do work. I don't want to like study. I don't want to know the science, but you know, fucking, I want to make all this money. And I'm just yeah. like, okay, well, like, I understand you want to make money. And I think more than ever, it's like we have this money orientated industry. And, and don't get me wrong, I understand the importance of money. Money Absolutely. is like what pays the bills, puts the food on the table, right? Yeah. But like, I think it's a, this backwards thinking that it's like, I need people to follow me. I need people to see me on social media. And then, you know, that'll give me money and then I can go pay for courses and stuff. It's like, no, like, I remember, I think I, I literally had to fucking scrape together money at the start just to pay for these courses. And, yeah. like, it was a big risk. I was shitting myself mm. because, like, I might only had $10 left for the week, but, mm. you know, I was like, fuck it, I'm paying for this. because mm. I kn And I seen what happened after I you know learned off sebastian and went to his Absolutely. strength thing level one and then you know, i started paying for a coach and then mm. you just learn all this stuff and i think more than now than ever it's like there's just this backwards way of thinking and i think we get away with it because we're the only industry where you can do a six-month course and then earn whatever the fuck you want and yeah. you know there's guys that do it like and i think the thing that i see more now than ever is like i'd love to see like these marketing guys right like no offense but offense <laughs> it's like i'd love to like they've got these great success stories right but i'd love to see how many people fucking don't like i'd love to see the percentage rates bit, mm. right because you can fucking market your business as much as you want mm. but unless you got like jordo says it well it's like steel on the walls like mm. you're just going to be churning people mm. right and like the numbers long, game yeah the lot like you, you know you've always got to fucking get a new person in because you you know you can't retain a client we all mm. know that results are the mm. thing that helps you retain the client but then it's like the reputation on the back end i think that's another big thing is like mm. unless you build this reputation as someone who can actually get results like you're always going to be fucking chasing the next lead yeah yeah it's interesting you say that i remember when um Recalling back, uh, like I was saying, I, I ended up uh, working uh, one of the first guys that came on board with uh, with Dane, or the first, I think. I think it was, uh, might have been Shannon there originally, but but I was the, the first guy, that, the, uh, the main guy that came on with Dane and, um, you know, then everyone else came on and the rest is history type thing. But when I actually uh, came on, it was, uh, he'd actually done a, a jump on it promo. This is this uh, coupon that, that online and... Um, Anyway, he it was like a cheap ass. Like they got biosig four follow ups, so initial biosig, and then three follow ups, and a twelve week uh, nutrition, very basic nutrition. You get it for twelve weeks. We tweak it every every couple of weeks, type thing. What three every month? So every three or four weeks, they come in for an assessment. Anyway, point of story is he uh, did this. Got like I think he got like four hundred bloody people that paid for it. And it was him. 
just doing skin folds. It was like it was, and then there was a certain time frame that had to be done by. So he was, you know, screwed because there's no way physically, even you know, a half hour or forty five minute console, do the math. Yeah. I mean, four hundred. What's that like? Six weeks of back to back twelve hour days type thing. So he uh, <laughs> he goes, hey, you uh, <clears throat> you want to work clean health? I went, yeah, that sounds really good. I, I like the sound of that. All right, cool. Jump on a flight, fly over to the UK. The next bio sigs at this date, and uh, just do the course and come back, and, and then you can start assessing as well. So that was my baptism of fire. <laughs> uh, I went over, literally did the, and that was back when the Polkan course was five days for bio sig. So obviously, uh, you know, honed the craft as good as I could in five days, came back and, and started assessing and, you know, went into, you know, eight uh, bio cigs a day consistently for a four to six week period. And uh, so that was... You would have learned it, it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but the point, point was, I mean, you had the, you know, flights to the UK last minute, the bio cig course. I mean, that was a, a hefty investment. Mm. But I, I, I knew that... Uh, you know, big things would come from this and uh, that's certainly what I did as well I just invested in in I didn't try and market myself I was like all right let's get these this skill set uh, a little more profound let's let's get a, a deeper knowledge of, of of everything and you know the, let the chips fall where they may but uh, but yeah that's exactly what I did I, I just focused on I'm getting myself a decent uh, education while I was learning the craft I'd already been in the industry a couple of years mind you mm. So that was sort of a year and a half in the industry. So I'd sort of done a lot of little courses and stuff. And that was my first sort of step forward with uh, very deliberate um, further education rather than the short courses that I'd done previous to that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, I could imagine. Um, and it's something that like I think, you know, go, just going on from that as well is like what you said is like, I think people don't understand the uh the the consequence that can come with being good at marketing like um we had a guy actually the other day and we we get a we got a lot of people that come through the mastery as well that are expecting that and that's like that's one of the hard things i I think as well is like you know in an industry that's flooded with the marketing side is like you know we're trying to bring this hybrid model in where it's like okay you can you can under you can learn about that like that's a part of learning right it's not like it's not going to happen straight away but it's like you know we want to teach you the science as well because we want we just want to churn out good coaches we want you mm-hmm. to become a, a good coach but um the consequence of it is is we had a guy come in and i'll give an example and he's like oh you know i want to go online um i want to do this and, and you'd be amazed how many times we hear that right but it's like okay cool like we can we can help you with this because we've got the people involved that you know can teach you how to do this mm. and all of a sudden um you know we marketed we, we we gave him the marketing and i was like you know what i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna do it because i want to show this guy that you know it's not just about the marketing mm-hmm. got him like 25 leads in a day right and he he, he didn't know what to do with them mm-hmm. right like and and you know he didn't have the the the, the steel on the walls mm-hmm. to actually handle that right and it's like that's that's the the prime example of like you know if you're out there and you are thinking that marketing is going to save your business like you're wrong like if you're not busy already and you do not have a lot of clients right now, there's a fair chance you just don't fucking know enough, mm. right? But I think the other side of it is is coming from the other direction is like, you know, you can really fall in love with the science of it. Like, you know, when you 
learn something i don't think there's a greater feeling when you learn something and you apply it and then it works mm. or even if it doesn't work and you can start to start to see okay well okay maybe i need to do this different next mm. time i need to i need to do these different things and mm. i think um you know i wanted to say i wanted to kind of get your take on it is like for someone who has continuously educated themselves fuck, for, for literally your whole career and still places massive emphasis on it mm. um how important do you think it is in terms of career progression and having a long-term career in the industry? Because I think more now than ever, there's this, like, there's almost a fear of personal training, right? Because obviously it's like, you know, we are, like, a lot of people fail, right? Like, a lot of people come in and out, right? So how important do you think education is into the long-term progression of a career, or at least sustainability? Look, I think, I think... It is. I think it is for uh, super important to know your craft. Now, if that requires you to have further education, then so be it. But I think, um, you know, blindly educating yourself. Like I, I have a colleague and you would probably uh, know Carl McKenna. So he does a lot with uh, Mark down at Wolfpack and he's done Francine Savard and, you know, uh, lots of international uh, coaches and, and um uh, he's worked with so he's he's educated himself immensely but it's sort of uh a lot about everything but he hasn't sort of and he's doing it now so now he's got a team and, he, and he's building his actual name and his vitruvian health in the in the industry now which is absolutely awesome and i see him weekly so i help him with what i know about you know training and 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 physique preparation and hypertrophy and all that type of stuff but for a long time he just sort of further educated himself like mm-hmm. education education one year god knows how much he spent on education would have been tens of thousands of dollars easily 40 mm. 50 60 cakes of flights to the u.s and this and going everywhere and um and i i sort of said to him i said bro i said look fuck you know jack of all trades master of none like like it's cool you're educating i get that so i guess to to um, drive home the point i'm making it's like i guess know your craft know what you uh, what interests you and and what you need to be competent uh, as a pt or as a coach for me, it's physique preparation. So that's where all my education revolves around that. Anything else is, eh, don't need to know that. It's interesting, fascinating, but mm. there are others that know a lot more about that and I'll let them know about that. So if I need to, I can refer out, support my colleagues. So I think um, definitely further education to get uh, better and better at your craft. But um, to a point, uh, but once I think you know uh, the sound solid foundation then then I don't think it's necessary to like you can just resign yourself to the fact I know you know from A to B that pretty much covers what I need to do with my uh, chosen clientele mm-hmm. so I think that's okay as well um, that said I think you know having a, a mentality to further educate it never hurts like I think we should always sort of be asking questions and you know maybe you can get, get a little more knowledge on, on various topics within your scope of practice in chosen demographics so i think yes uh, ongoing education for those reasons are, are paramount and i think it does keep us interested and keeps the sword sharp so to speak but i you know education just to educate i think is a bit pointless mm-hmm. you know if you already know your craft well 
um, then that's cool. You can, I think you can exist as a competent coach in the industry and be happy doing what you do and, and have a good reputation and emphasize, you know, your quality of service and everything else that, you know, comes in. I'm sure it's part of what you do with the mastery program, but, but, you know, having all that back end. So when you do get a lead, you can put it all together. So you, you have a client. So I think, Yes, absolutely. We should always be further education. I think it's good yeah. to keep us interested and, and, and the passion there. But I think blindly further educate, education on topics that aren't that relevant to you, I think that is what is a mistake that some make in the industry. It's like, oh, that's a cool course. I'll learn it. It's like, well, with what you learn from that, is it going to help your business in any way, shape or form? Now, if your business is good, then that's fine. If it's just further education, go for it. But if it's purely to expand your skill set on your on mm. what you need for business then i think you know be a little bit more specific to your to your business how do you how did you figure out what that was so i mean obviously i mean i kind of i think i know the answer to this but what i mean is like one thing that i try to say to these guys is like don't like we call it like it's niching down right but like i think for me it's like that's yeah. that's the other way of looking at how you can create this education pathway mm. it's like okay so one thing i say is like don't try to mold this niche around what you think is going to make you the most money like yes. go for the thing that you fucking love like I, I think like the one thing that I think drives PTs um, away from the actual career is the fact that they don't get to deal with the client they want mm, right so absolutely. it's like it's like you know um, for me it's like okay well you know you got to want to work you got to work with people that fucking you love to work with that it, mm. you know that's what pulls you out of bed in the morning like mm. on on the sh- on the days that maybe don't feel so good or you don't want to wake up or mm. you know any of that shit i think like the thing that can drive you the most is dealing with people on a daily basis that you fucking love to deal with and mm. and from a point where you obviously love to help them right like you create mm. this passion around getting them the result but you also love the 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 the, the way you get them the result like yes. I, you know a lot of people say they want to deal with people that love to adhere right and i know that's you know that's one thing that you love as well right yeah for me i'm i'm, I'm quite the opposite like I, I actually like helping people that struggle yeah, like I, I love the mind aspect of it. Like you yep. know, this morning I was reading a book and it's it's fucking on neural you know, neuroplasticity and and mm. I love to you know now I'm starting to to play with the science of it. Um, but I love that side of it, and you know I don't think I would enjoy the other side much. And there's no right or wrong, but I'm thinking exactly. you know I'm I'm honing in my craft now based on on that and and how I can actually help people that maybe struggle to adhere to their plans and and you know struggle with their mindset and you know maybe become a little bit overwhelmed it's like mm. that's where I get this fucking kick it's like mm. you know I, I love to work with people so you know I think uh, you know how much do you think that plays a role in it as well and and you know when we, we kind of tie in it together with creating that education pathway we're talking about like um, you know I think that's the answer for a lot of people is like their ability to go okay well I really like working with Simon. Simon did X, Y, and Z. Simon was trying to achieve this. You know, he adhered to the plan, but he struggled at the start or like, Mm. you know, and then you can start to actually piece together what we call the the passion, right? Like Mm. what is that passion? And then all of a sudden, I think that's where you can, you find people that go out and seek the information rather than waiting for it to come to them. Mm. Um, I think it's an interesting, interesting topic, and I know you've probably gone down that path. Is like you've really liked to deal with people that are here, and that so you can see the the most the maximal change in physique. And, and yeah, that yeah, I think it's super important. You're right, Carl. Like um, working with a chosen demographic, or you know, people that are uh, like-minded, if you will. Um, 
but you know like i guess for me it's it's a little bit different like I, and you you always hear me any when i talk to a, mm. i say i'm fortunate in the industry because i can now you know has that been because i put my head down and got results and and people respect what i do and and want to work with me maybe like i can't answer that but but i'm very fortunate to be able to just work with physique athletes in in preparation for shows and that's what i do love um and and i guess that does keep me passionate about it and and every time i further educate myself it's to that's all it's for it's for the athletes i'm coaching so that is does make what i do far more enjoyable and i have had obviously two years at fitness first where i did potentially coach uh or pt some that you know drain my energy a little bit for whatever reason most were pretty good i can't i've got to say i didn't haven't really ever had anyone that i didn't you know, I detest and, and just didn't want to train, you know, and I think, uh, so I've been lucky like that, but, but yeah, absolutely. I think if you can find, um, you know, what drives you, um, you know, I guess emotionally and uh, what you're passionate about, then yeah, going to work every day is going to be pretty bloody easy. If it's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, I get to work with, with these guys and, and girls that are all, you know, whatever the, 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 the demographic is that you're, and, and you know, it may well be like the, my niche market is a very limited market. There's not, you know, there's quite a few these days that want to do physique prep, but compared to most people that want to get in shape, they're a minority. You know, there's there's very little in the industry that do actually want to step on stage. So, you know, someone like yourself that, that uh, you know, is driven by helping those that uh, that do struggle and, uh, you know, can help them with mindset and that type of stuff. It's, you know, you'd probably be far more lucrative than uh, just focusing on physique preparation. So I think... Um, you know if you do get enjoyment out of it should be fundamentally helping people i think you're in the wrong industry if you if you yeah. don't like helping people uh and and i guess another point you made uh, earlier like the financial side of things i've never really thought about things um and dr- driven by things financially um you know it's always been just sort of head down just get the results and you know fortunately the rest uh, fell into place and it was you know i lived happily ever after type thing although when i was at your pt mastery uh early in the year you know the question was oh any business decisions that you know you regret or mm. you know and i sort of put my hand up and uh it was my turn to speak and i did point out that that um you know i, I did have a, a run where i didn't promote myself too much on on social media and um and i ended up i think people just assuming i was busy as af you know like i was just super busy so i can't wait with and he's, he's just flat out when in actual fact i wasn't and uh, a series of shows some some people got injured and sick and i didn't actually have that many uh competing at nationals last year and and um but i wasn't as busy so i enjoyed not being as busy so i'm like this is cool man like i you know feet up you know watching a bit of tv you know 11 a.m in the morning and taking jada for a walk and because i'd been hustling since i'd I'd left clean health and and Mm. you know busy seven days a week type thing and anyone that you know thinks you come into the industry and can have a cushy you know go to the beach for the day eh, you're not going to make much money you know yourself you gotta like anything else in life you gotta work for it but when you do work for it you can be rewarded well so yeah i was just enjoying not being busy so um then i had to be aware of financials and it's like okay i enjoy not being busy but now i'm getting a bit complacent i need to you know i'm getting a little bored and and uh you know i couldn't educate myself because you know the funds weren't there and so you know it was just took a uh actually clint hill 
and um, and stuff we've discussed about as well. I, I, I sort of draw inspiration from all those around me, as you know, and put a few of those things in place. Was a little more vocal on social media. Actually, told people I had availability, and you know, next minute it was fine, and I'm and I'm busiest I've ever been now at the moment. So it's great all's well that ends well but but outside of that moment where i did have to actually contemplate financials and it's like it was more like you know a half and it's like folding the arms it's like all right i'm gonna have to go on social media put a little something up and just uh you know a hustle a little bit but then when i did that and let people know i was uh, and then my reputation that had already been established i just drew drew on that so it does come back to I guess not being driven by financials and just be uh, I relied on the fact that I had churned out uh, a great results for X amount of years and and you know like I said fortunate to be supported like I am and uh, and then I was busy again and, and everything everything's good but but yeah like I, I make a point of never really you know dwelling on oh, how can I get more money how can I do this it's well, how can I get better results? And if I get better results, then they're going to speak for themselves and that will generate more money. So that's always been my mindset from the get-go. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's lasted the last nine years in the industry that I've had. So It's an accumulation, right? Like it's an accumulation of the knowledge like over mm. time. It's like, and I think that's, that's understanding that there's a relationship between that, between that and money. It's like, you know, if you're struggling to bring on clients, um, there's a few reasons why that might be happening, but Absolutely. there's a fair chance that a lot of it could come down to the fact that you aren't upskilling yourself and you aren't educating yep. yourself. Like, Agreed. Very quickly, the, the industry can leave you behind, right? Like if, if you're not willing to regularly upskill mm. and regularly, and, and it's also seeing the other the other way, right? It's like, okay, well, if you want to continuously upskill, you've got to have the, the income there. And like, mm. you know, I know that for me, it's like that when I'm not learning and I'm not, I feel stagnant and and, and that's Agreed, yeah, more than too. more than money that's where I start to get anxious and I build this anxiety around mm. it is like oh you know like I'm not progressing I'm have this inability to learn like you know I don't ever want to have to be in a position where I can't pay for a course or I can't go buy a book because I mm. want to read it or you know I want to take an online course yep. um, you know something like that because I just love it so much and, and that's where you know like we said before it's the ability to apply that but then there's a relationship between that and your ability to bring on clients like the more reputation you have as someone who can really get someone a result mm. um, in your field which is created by the education pathway that you followed Correct, over the last yeah. five years um is you know like for you right it's like okay well you know you're an expert in physique preparation right so all of a sudden but if you don't have that expertise you're the master of all yeah or the you know the jack of all trades but the master of none right and then that's that's like you know you're trying to market to everyone instead of someone and you have to do that because you can't get that someone a result and mm. you can only get these kind of little mediocre results, right? Which mm. play their part. Like that's this for me. That's the start. Mm. That's your first two years. Mm-hmm. Get people these, you know, little itty bitty results with what you know, and then you know that will obviously there's a. It's hard to quantify, but you will get a return on that, and then with that return, go upskill, and then you all of a sudden you can build this education pathway, and that's. In all honesty, in the mastery, that's what we do, right? Like we're we're very lucky to have a, a great team of expertise that present on particular topics, and then mm. we we combine their goals with what they want to do, with what their weaknesses are, 
and give them an education pathway of what to follow and then that's how they we, we kind of try to give them the concept of upskilling in that direction yeah. but also the the expertise that allow them to you know if in a year's time they do want to do a little bit of marketing they're not just marketing to anyone they can actually market better like we actually talk about marketing i'm not against it right i'm, I'm a big marketer myself mm. right but it's the steel on the walls thing like i th- i honestly think that without the expertise you can't market mm. right? and what are you marketing yeah well like how, you don't know your audience you don't know what they want you don't know what they need mm. right like you don't know what their problems are mm. their real problems the ones that they really struggle with because you don't know all the, you don't know how to get them the results so if you don't know how to get them the result then there's a fair chance you don't know what their problems are mm. you want to market to someone you got to know what their problems are mm. so it's almost like I, you know, I think this reiterates the, the point we we're making before: is that the ex, the education comes first. Like the knowledge has to be the foundation, mm. and then from there you can branch out. And you know, whether you want to market to someone or you just want to focus on a particular field or mm. uh, you know um, subsector of the of the market, then of course, right? Like then you can, but unless you've got the expertise to do so, you can't just market and then almost gunsling it and try to become that person because it just doesn't work yeah i think that's a it's a really cool point you made and you, you mentioned the quantifying uh when things you know you said that it'd be results and it's hard to quantify that they, they lead to more i think 100 i were in agreement with you need that sound knowledge great but even before that you know yourself you need the basics of just being a decent human you know <laughs> you, you, you're courteous in the gym your your colleagues you're respectful to you you're competent in session you're engaged with the the client you're with at that point in time you have good you know customer service they they email you you email email back in a timely fashion they ask you something you respond so all these things are going to give that that those steel walls that you then put the education in then you can market and and tap into your demographic and those things are you don't know who's watching you know you're on the gym floor you know, you might think that, you know, you're on your phone and no one's sort of, the client's looking the other way, quick check a message, but there's 10 other people that are watching you in session thinking you're a pretty slack PT. And even if you're, oh, it's the stopwatch I'm using, yeah, it's the, or, or with my athletes, it's the, they're doing their program cards, so I get an excuse. But, but the point is, you know, you're always on show when you're in the club. And I think being professional when you are in the club and, and in that environment, and online is obviously different, but that's still, you can still be proficient in other uh, ways, like be really responsive. Like Shelby Starnes, if anyone knows Shelby Starnes, an amazing coach in the US, and I've worked with him for a while, and a lot of colleagues have mentored him. He is just this Jedi master of, of online coaching. You, you within, he's like he doesn't sleep. You send him an email, boom, you get a response straight away. So, you know, that's the way he has a very, and he's obviously very good at what he does, but he's very, very good at the all the back-ended stuff for being an online coach. So mm. I think, you know, just being good at your craft and good at the craft is just very basic. You know, you grab the towel from your, your client and you, you know, you chuck it on the machine and you, you know, you're courteous and respectful on the gym floor and all that type of stuff. So I think, you know, forgetting all those basics as well really, uh, really impacts your business long term. And, and that, you, you know, like I've had interaction with people and then I won't hear from them for, like Mattias, you mentioned Mattias. So if anyone follows me on Instagram, there's this Brazilian guy that it's hard to understand, granted, but but he's got the physique of this Greek god, you know. And yeah. he, it Looks was amazing. It was like two years after his initial C contact. I said, well, here's the email, bro. Sat down with him, he yummed an art and didn't hear from him another six months. Another email. Oh, cool, I'm ready to go. Yeah, no worries. Well, here's the email again. This is what's involved. 
but you know, I was professional each time. I didn't say you wasted my time, go away. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, now he's done a you know 45, 40, 40 week prep. It'll be so he prepped for forty weeks at however much a week, and he's doing nationals, and he's you know he's probably one of the greatest transformations I've had with an athlete. And uh, now I didn't know that at the initial inquiry. I just I was professional and responded in due time. So yeah, like and same on the gym floor. You never know who's watching or who's about to, you know, message you or email you or um, mm. you know, hit you up for business. So I think be mindful of all that stuff and you know, and the education in the background definitely get that 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 sound knowledge of of your craft absolutely. But even before you started that, just have have you know, be good at just being a human, decent human, and, and you know the very basic fundamentals of uh, interacting. It's such interacting a great people. Point. Yeah, it's such a great point. I think as well because that's the return on investment. Like that's mm. where that's the reputation thing. It's like you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit, and then I'm gonna go extremely forward because I've got Absolutely. a good topic. But it's okay. So if you market to people and you don't have those foundations set, so being a good person, having the knowledge, right, then you know you don't get that return business like it happens all the time you get yeah. clients that you might have had two years ago and they come back to you because you're good mm. because they know you can get them a result you they know you treated them well yep. and they know that you've got the the, the foundations there that mm. they want to work with you and yep. then they'll come back they'll you know whether they've worked with you before or they just inquired or whatever yeah the other side of that is and and this is something that um i'm i'm big on is forget that shit right like what about the internal side of that what about the standards what about the values what about the morals what about the mm. ethics like mm. you know if you're if you're compromising on morals and ethics or your morals and ethics by going on your phone right mm. that's like a, that's so selfish man like mm. there's someone in front of you who's paying you for your mm. time mm. right and there's all these things right but it's like i think more than ever like fuck the fuck the external noise like yeah like it's it's more about the internal standards that you create like you rip someone off or you lie to someone or you mm, whatever that mm. is man like that doesn't matter anything externally to you doesn't matter because internally you fucking know when you're lying to someone you know mm. when you're being dishonest and you know how that makes you feel mm. and if you allow that and that becomes the new standard and you compromise and you're Absolutely. dishonest and all of that like that's only going to harm you in internally long term mm. right and i think that's something that gets forgotten like i say this regularly it's like oh you know if i lie to susan susan will not like me it's like who gives a fuck about susan and what whether she likes you or not what about the fact that you're okay with lying to someone or mm. you're okay with um not you know and this is like the whole thing about hard work is like this is why hard work is the fucking forefront because it's like most of the people that don't want to work hard are the people that have compromised on their values right because i know that i like if there's a time to fucking go on with work or, or something like that like it's like every time that you just tell yourself it's okay not to like that's a fucking new standard that's mm. the that's the new point right so it's like you want to become a high achiever you want to become a world-renowned coach like it's the education thing it's like you know if you if you pride yourself on having the knowledge you pride yourself on being the best right then you never fucking you never go below that right because mm. you know that the second you allow these standards to drop it takes you fucking twice as long to get them back up uh, and like really? for me that's the fucking forefront that's mm. what matters the most is like you know i i don't make decisions because of and you know what i used to Right, and this is the reason I say it, is I used to make decisions based on what everyone else thought and what I thought was going to be best for everything yeah. external to me, um, and and you know more now than ever is, is that the reason I brought it up is because I just realised how important the internal consequence is rather than the external. Like that's mm. you know at the end of the day, like 
most people get overwhelmed and overwhelms the number one thing that holds everyone back whether it's business getting on stage whatever it is right mm. like in any point people can get overwhelmed and it's overwhelm is when you place emphasis more emphasis on external than internal right because when you're worried about internal you're not worried about what everyone thinks you're not worried about like you it's cool like i'm gonna refer to your podcast on rx with jordan you talked about like people fucking up on their diet it's like you know they're, they're worried about the external consequences of that right and you're just like nah like fucking don't worry just keep going mm. make it better next time mm. right like it's like but that's not how people think. People mm. are like external, like, oh, you know, I'm going to look worse on stage. Mm. I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden, they, they get this massive rush of anxiety, mm. right? And then me and you both know, like, the physiological side of that's fucking way worse than the one bite of chocolate they had. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> 100%. But, you know, like, the that's and that's, that's a prime example of, you know, the external noise or the external consequences of things, you know, should never be the reason you do anything because it just, mm. it's not, it just doesn't it's the internal is way more important yeah i think that's a life lesson there like it's not synonymous with our industry but any way shape or form i mean it's just with anything in life you know if you're gonna lie to people and it's cool man you i don't know how you sleep at night but i know like i I just make it a point of of just in life but especially in the industry because the industry is small is i don't say anything to someone that i wouldn't say to their face Mm. You know, like I've, you know, we've had conversations face to face with Dane. Now, Dane, you know, I, I've called him a C. I said, well, you're, you're, you're a C bomb. You know, I said, well, everyone knows you're a C. And he had a bit of a laugh and he goes, oh, yeah, I know, but, you know, I am who I am. And, and so he jovially said that. But, you know, like it's, I, I would never um, articulate and say anything that, uh, and, and verbalize anything that I wouldn't repeat to the person themselves. So that obviously limits a lot of things you'll actually say because you're not yeah. going to say things that it's are going to be offensive thing, right? no like and um and having that philosophy and um you know i think uh sort of encapsulates what you're saying and just just holding yourself in in high regard and and, and like i said being courteous of those around you so yeah no i completely agree the other thing the other point i'll make out while we're talking about it is i think there's some that again get influenced by by what the norm is in the industry as well, like the point you made, listening to that external noise and and being influenced by what shouldn't they shouldn't shouldn't do, and this is what a PT should do, and this is the way you should structure your business. Now, you and I are probably the first to say, well, we, you know, if you want to make coin and be successful, you're probably going to have to hustle and work pretty hard. But if you don't want to make a lot of coin and you're not focused on being successful, but you just want to, you know, a business that is a you know, couple of days a week and you do want to have that lifestyle, and it's absolutely fine. Like you don't have to be what everyone else says you have to be in the industry. And, and that's a choice I make, choice you make. And the people we socialize with in the industry are, are like-minded. They want to further educate and do, you know, the, the wonderful things like we've described. But if that's not your cup of tea and you're quite content, just train some mums with the pads and doesn't, you know, we're not, no one, should be telling you what you should and shouldn't to do so i think you know if that's you and and that's cool and and you want to do that it's absolutely fine but if that's not you and then you know you fall into what the demographic that we're describing you are a coach in the industry that does you know ask why and wants to further educate and be good at the craft better and better at the craft they do then that's uh 
that's where everything we're talking about has 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 place but uh but i think that's just something that actually clint who who has been on our podcast and he's a, a business mentor like yourself and that's something he has spoken about like even like payment methods it's like some like cash some like dd well it's whatever you're comfortable with if you prefer cash then then run with cash it yeah. doesn't mean you have to do dd if you like dd i like dd i don't like upfront payments they they eke me out so no yeah don't pay me for stuff i haven't done yeah pay me each week that way you're yeah. happy so I think, you know, I guess identifying what you're comfortable with and what your business actually is, is is a good place to start as well. I think as well, like this is why I get a bit iffy with like people just fucking going off at people, calling other people out, doing all this stupid shit. It's like Absolutely. it's naive to think that what you believe in any particular moment is the truth because the truth is whatever one believes at their particular perception. Like it's you, you can fucking use science as a prime example. It's mm. like, you know fucking one thing what we believe now will be different in 10 years <laughs> it changes every fucking year yeah. and it's like that's the, the 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 forefront of that argument is like okay well the truth is whatever one believes at their particular perception right so it's it's that it's like you know you don't have to be this guy who's hustling working 60 hours a week earning five grand a week you know doing all of that stuff if you mm. did like and in all honesty like I've got a particular perception that if you're really trying to build wealth, it's not in your business. It's outside of it, right? Like the business and the passive income is what allows you to reinvest. Like if you truly want to build wealth, that's where you got to do it. So it's like, you know, whatever you want to do, that's fine. Like yeah. there's no right or wrong. I'm not judging yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like that's why it's it's cool. It's like you want to learn, sweet. Like come learn. Yeah. Right. But I'm not gonna say you have to learn and you're any less than me for not learning. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I mean that that's the point I was making too. Like mm. it's uh if you're content just doing what you do, then then power to you and, and keep enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's something that uh is is synonymous with the industry as well, these sort of standards and, and assumptions that are made they're doing it wrong they're doing their business like this or they're you know a lot of uh will sort of say well that's the wrong way to 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 do programming or that's the wrong way to do squats or that's the wrong well no it's just not the way that you do or you know you've been taught to do like this is the way i uh, assuming they're not hurting themselves of course yeah but you know i think that's uh a dogma of the industry as well like uh, well that's not a textbook squat that's bad it's like well Again, you don't know the issues that the individual has. You're not in session with them. They could have had back surgery, and mm. they can only go, you know, half half depth squats or mm. whatever it is. So I think you know, stay in your own lane, do what you do. But uh, you know, if you're uh, content being who you are, and you know, a couple of PT sessions a day, you know, three days a week, so be it. Power to you. But uh, that's certainly not. Um, how I'm wired, anyway. Yeah, for sure, hundred uh, percent. We'll wrap it up there, mate. Uh, pleasure so for the for the people out there that want to follow you and do those kind of things <laughs> yeah that, that'd be awesome if you want to throw me some love on uh instagram just the dubois method uh i got a facebook page the dubois method as well and then you can hit me up and i'll talk to anyone on social media add me a friend if we have friends in common i'll accept just Rawdon Dubois on uh, Facebook and uh, yeah, the, the Dubois method at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. But uh, always happy to talk shop. You just got to buy me a coffee. I'm anyone's, you know that. <laughs> for sure. I've had one already. Coffee is the way to the heart. That's it. That's it. Thanks for coming on, Thanks mate. Thanks for the opportunity, Carl. Really appreciate it, mate.